And welcome back to the Fresh Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Cheat, and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And I never get tired of saying that sentence. That sentence just flows out the tongue. Oh, the welcome back right to Filmfest. Yeah, yeah, welcome back. It, 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 like I even like it when there's like more than three people mm. here because I get to say like and three times. And oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me happy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, welcome back, guys, for Film 6. Uh, we are going to be talking about three women today. Three women. Uh, but before any of that shit, let's mm-hmm. do the catch-up. The catch-up, mustard, condiment, whatever. You know the deal. Yeah, the uh, the week. I think you had the most exciting week this week. Today was a fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that fucking yeah. much. Uh, I shot my third short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote it and I directed the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was exciting. And it was a two-day shoot, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. 12 hours on Friday. Sheesh. Nine hours yesterday. Mm. And I am exhausted. I am dead. And I shot on a Black Magic 4K. Yeah. Which is like holy shit. The, mm-hmm. All the, like the the uh, I shot in RAW too. Mm. Yep. So it's every, like okay, we all know that film is 24 frames a second. But every time that you record on a camera, the SLR it encodes it so that it's a one video file. So you get a double uh, like a dot MOV or a dot MP4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you shoot Black Magic 4K, you literally get an image sequence that's 24 frames per second. Mm. So, like, the whole clip is just, like, frame by frame by frame by frame on your file. Yeah. Holy shit. I, there's so much information in every one oh, of those yeah. files. Mm-hmm. I have, like, one terabyte and some change. And it's, and, and like, it's now more, it's no longer than, like, seven minutes, the thing I shot. Yeah. So, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of those are takes that you don't use and, still. and whatever, but it's still a fuckload of, oh, yeah. of information yeah. that I have to handle now. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really fun. Like like I, I Andrew Fincham mm. uh, was my actor. Uh, I met him through Jonathan. Uh, nice. They worked together on their Oliver Nash thing, mm. and uh, had a good time. He was my actor. He's great. Oh yeah. Uh, it was my first time. Like, uh, excuse me, Morty. Mm. Um, it was my first time like directing a complicated thing mm. by myself. Yeah. Because um, the last couple of times that I've done it, if I've been like really simple, or I've had you mm. and or Jonathan to mm. help me out. But it was the first time that I directed something entirely by myself. I wrote the fucking thing. Yeah. I went to the pre-production thing. Yeah. And uh, it was exciting and terrifying. And I'm glad that I got to make it happen. I realized yesterday after a total of like 23 hours of work mm-hmm. that even though I was exhausted and it was like midnight mm-hmm. and I was just sitting in my car because I was driving Teresa home. Yeah. And I was just sitting in my car going like, I don't hate my job. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and like, like and, and that's a... Because that's what I was scared of the most when I was growing up, sort of finding out that the thing that I spend a lot of time in is actually something that I quite hate. But yeah. I, I, like after working so hard and being exhausted and drained and getting stabbed in the foot by a fucking piece of chicken bone that was sitting out in my fucking backyard oh, wow. when I went to get a shot. Mm. <laughs> Despite all of that, I, I really, 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 really enjoy the process. And I think... Uh, I just had a lot of fun shooting. Yeah, and it, it was fucking crazy. My house is a goddamn mess because we shot oh, yeah. upstairs equipment in the everywhere. Room, equipment yeah. fucking everywhere. Mm. So like, I gotta pack all that shit up today. I got to use a dolly for the first time. Oh yeah, I seen that downstairs. That was nice. And uh, man, it does so much of a difference. Yeah. versus handheld. Like oh, holy yeah. shit. I bet. Um, so like, I don't know. It was it was really exciting, and I'm really glad that I got to help. Mm. Michael Dennis, Dennis was Dennis, my yeah. DP. Uh, and then, like, Jonathan helped with sound the first day, and then Devin from Freight Fabrics yes. helped with sound the second day. Nice. And so, like, I, just, I had a nice little crew, mm. nice skeleton crew. Yeah. And it went by smoother than I thought it would be, and it would. And I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. Like, even if the final product doesn't come out the way that I envisioned it entirely, mm. 
and I have to make some concessions with that. Mm. Um, I am really like the process is amazing, and I'm really glad that I got to do it. Because now, say that again. How much uh, time do you have to edit? Uh, I, I have a rough cut by week eleven. Do we seem a little echoey, or that it's more? Uh, do we? It seems like the, like we're in a, in a bigger space. Um, it might be it might be the monitor. like the reverb. It seems like there's know. more. We'll check it out after yeah. the intro, just right. to make sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I have to move everything, so everything might be fucking uncalibrated. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, no, 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 it was exciting. Like, like I really, I found out that I enjoy the process. I mm. really, really do. And yeah. now I just have to keep getting better at it. And so I'll probably be finding excuses to shoot more. Oh yeah. Later. Um, and then writing. Once after the sun, I just want to focus on writing some more shit and, yeah. and do it. So it, it, it was exciting, and I loved it. I loved every second of it, and I'm grateful that I got people to help me, and I'm mm. grateful that that it came out okay, and I'm grateful that people were super nice regarding the project, and I don't have a diva actor. Yeah. And my crew was nice, so I think it went out. It went fairly well. I think it went. You'll be well. uh, with us this week, helping us shoot at um, Nana Soul Food Restaurant. Possibly. Yes, I'm gonna. Nice. Yep, um, absolutely. We're doing a promotional video for a soul food restaurant that's like right around the school, uh, like two minutes, two and a half minutes at most. But uh, Brian is gonna help us out possibly, and that is super cool for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Mm. They don't offer me some goddamn soul food. They're not gonna do that. No, they're not gonna do that. We we went and uh, we location scouted last yeah. week, and they weren't coming off of anything. They weren't coming off of anything. Like even a scoop of macaroni is like, nah, bro, not happening for Motherfuckers. you. Motherfuckers. Yeah, they're they're they're. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening. But it's it, whatever, you know. But yeah, that was my weekend. I shot a thing, and now I gotta edit a thing, and now I'm here. Yeah. And I'm okay. exhausted. Okay. But I'm doing fine. Yeah. I want to go see Alien Covenant. What you think? Uh, seven point one out of ten. Really? Yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. People either really like it or really hate it. I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, but I, I liked it. I mean, 7.1 is, is good. Was it? Yeah, no. Was it more of a was it more of Alien or more of the rest of the franchise? Uh, it was heavy Alien, mm-hmm. but it was um, it's like you know how sequels are. Like once you've seen the um the setup for something, which is the original movie, mm-hmm. and then the second movie, third movie, fourth movie is just kind of rehashing old old tropes that we've right. seen before. So I mean, it was a bit predictable. Like when you see the um. The what, what are they, like the small aliens that the face suckers, the mm-hmm. face huggers or whatever yeah. that we just covered earlier. It's like the um, he's looking at it. It was like, what the fuck is that? And then you just know it's gonna jump on his face, and that's exactly what that's happens. A you know, face hugger. Exactly, yeah. But he didn't know. It's like it's supposed <laughs> to be like a prequel to all of it, like showing how this alien stuff began in the first place. Right. You have a is, my, it, is it following the crew that the original movie went to go rescue? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. The. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Fassbender is like the first uh, artificial intelligent person or whatever that's created by human beings, okay. and he wonders why he has to serve a dying race, which are humans. That and you know, and where the humans are looking for uh, a new Earth or okay. whatever, a place to inhabit because they're dying off. And Fassbender's character, David, he's just like, what the fuck? Why should I be serving someone who's like less than me, somebody that I'm superior than? Right. So um, he eventually, inevitably, creates the alien race that is just like. Um, well, how, how did they? Is this a spoiler? Dis- or is this like exposition? No, no, no. This is all part of this the storyline. Okay. But um, he he inevitably creates um, oh, like the perfect race. You know right. how how it's like you cut the motherfucker open and then it's it just it survives through anything. Right. You know, it's super survivable. So that's that's how that came to place. But the the story the story was awesome. But it was slow. I wanted to fall asleep two or three times. You know, right. it's just it drags on a little bit. The payoff is adequate enough as long as you haven't seen aliens ever before, right. <laughs> you know. But if you've seen aliens, then the payoff is kind of like, eh, I knew that was going to happen, right? You know? 
Um, but the ending was awesome. Nice. The ending was awesome. For someone that's like a cynic and likes kind of dark things, mm-hmm. the ending is great. That's awesome. I'm, I might go see it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to go to movie theater since Guardians. Yeah. I'm upset because I wanted to see. I'm excited for Wonder Woman, too. Yeah, we're going to see that. That's a good movie. But, like, I, I thought it was interesting that people didn't like Alien Covenant because, mm. like, they seem to complain a lot about the characters not being great. Characters kind of sucked. Kind of sucked? They okay. kind of did. Uh, Malcolm Fassbender, he he held it down. But as far after that, I can't think of two other people that had solid acting performances. Okay. The female lead did, but outside of that... Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I guess I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Because oh, good old Ridley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. How was it directing? Was it solid? Uh, yes. And I mean, like it's, it's, it wasn't anything groundbreaking. There wasn't okay. any, any kind of directorial uh, or editing styles that were different from anything we've seen in Ridley before. Okay. You know? The only the thing that Ridley Scott's version of uh, The Martian, mm-hmm. like that, I thought that was groundbreaking and different and unique and a different take from what he had done before. But this kinda movie is kind of the same. But All it's right. good. 7.1, I mean, whatever, is good. Solid. You I'll know? have to give it a go. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> apart from filming, I'm now, uh, I, I realize something. Mm. I, I like the sensation of busyness. Mm. I like feeling busy. Yeah. But then after I'm done feeling busy, I go into this kind of like, busy hangover mm-hmm. where my body just goes like i mean you could if you were busy it would be fine oh yeah yeah and then you just i just want to relax well you're not, you're not gonna be fine oh yeah no, no i guess you're gonna sit here and be in pain oh your legs limping mm. if you were busy you wouldn't feel that yeah like the, uh, <laughs> the, the body and the brain is kind of odd like that it, it uh, wants more of the same thing whatever you're doing right so like if i'm laying around and like being a fat ass like i was this weekend then like my body is like just keep doing this bro like yeah, just have so. have another beer like watch another movie lay in the bed you know but like in the time that like i'm working out and running it's like as soon as you sit down and you're comfortable you're just like this isn't right like yeah. i gotta go out and expend some energy go do something you know but but yeah, I definitely up, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I finished watching Master of None. Oh yeah, how was that? Fucking phenomenal. I, I, phenomenal. I heard season two was like amazing. Oh, give them the awards. Give yeah. them all them shits. Hand like I mean it's it's usually I wouldn't want to give awards to someone like I'm giving it to him, my fucking self. Right. <laughs> I usually wouldn't want to see someone with awards. Yeah, that and see he's the man responsible <laughs> for those fucking awards. Yeah. You better come here and start sucking some goddamn dick. <laughs> <laughs> so usually uh, you know, that would be that would throw me off a bit with a television show like this because it's very contrived. It seemed like he was going directly for those awards that he didn't get the previous year right. because of um, Atlanta and Girls, right. you know, for in uh, Insecure. Like he had a comedy show, and then but last year there were so many good comedies that he didn't get awards. Right. So this season, the very first episode, motherfucker is in Italy. It's in black and white, and no one speaks English. <laughs> You know, he's, he's learned Italian now for, for the episode. Right. So it's all in black and white and all in Italian. So you're reading subtitles, but it is shot masterfully. Like, we were just talking about this last mm-hmm. week, and I was like, if you're going to shoot in black and white and you think that it's just cool because it's black and white and that no, makes it cool, I'm like, no. Exactly. And then, and it, it is done so well in, yes. in, that, in that episode. He has another episode where... Um, He's he tries to show the perspective of a deaf a deaf lady. Mm-hmm. So you have all this noise and everything going around and conversation and buses and taxis and all that sound going on. And then when you go to the perspective of the deaf lady, it's just no sound. No ambient noise, no room noise, nothing. Just absolute quiet. Absolute silence. And that's the odd thing when watching a television show and it's just no sound at all. 
I mean, I, I'm sure people are accustomed to reading subtitles, yeah. but are you accustomed to reading subtitles and having zero no sound? Like that, it, it was a bit uh, jarring. And then about 15 minutes into the episode, when we leave the deaf lady's perspective and go to back to the street, it's just so much sound. Mm. You know, so much, to, and we talk about that a lot, to going from the quietness to the, the loudness, just having that, that contrast. But he, he covers so many different things, um, so many different topics, uh, the cinematography, the editing, the thing, the things that he did in this this show, given the goddamn awards. I would, <laughs> I, the reason I'm like I I wanted to get into the show, and mm. I actually I watched the first episode. Yeah. The 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 first like, I think joke in Master of None is him having sex and the condom breaking. Oh, season one, yeah. Season one, mm. and like for some reason, like that, that 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 sort of I think that set the wrong tone for me because mm. I thought it was just gonna be one of those like oh, sex-based yeah. single comedy. Mm. But I'm hearing that it's not, so I'm Definitely guessing not. I was wrong. Definitely not. The season, the season one also explores a lot of these concepts that are like heavier than. Uh, season one explores a lot of uh, different concepts. One of them is um, that you can't have more than one Indian person on a television show, and how um, it's, it's how they how, how black people how we're saying that white people have kind of taken our culture, mm-hmm. and uh, Aziz Ansari is kind of saying the same thing in, in a way. There was a, a issue with. Uh, What's the guy's name? Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. He dressed up as an Indian man and did like a fake commercial for like Bollywood. Right. And it was supposed to be like all funny and people were, were laughing at it. And Aziz Ansari was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, it was like if somebody dressed up in blackface and thought this was a joke, like it's not a joke. Right. You, know, you can't do stuff like that. Or um, just like that, like how, how many Indian people can you name that have their own television show? Mindy Cowling, Aziz Ansari. I'll wait. <laughs> exactly you know so i mean it, it, it explores a lot of different things but i mean it's it's, it's awesome though nice all right i guess i have to give it a go because the first couple of shots like just threw me off and yeah. i didn't watch it yeah cool anything i, I don't know i think i'm i don't have any more updates oh, to I, give. I still i have uh, fargo uh, oh. i'm on season three of fargo fargo is awesome guys um season people three? season three Damn. Yeah, uh, Billy Bob uh, Thornton was in season one. Great season. Season two, they added some alien shit in there, which was kind of weird and unexplainable, but it was a good enough season. <laughs> season three, Billy Bob Thornton is narrating. So, I oh, mean, nice. you don't get to see his face, but five episodes in, he's narrating. So, you get right, that Part sexy. of me really wants him to be narrating, like, mm-hmm. from Slinger. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Sling Blade. No, Sling Blade, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nash, that, that would be funny. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see a Sling Blade sequel is what I would like. That movie would be. Terrible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to explore in that movie. No. But I just want to hear the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, le- lastly, it was just something that kind of frustrated me a little bit. Yeah. And I want to know if this gets under your skin at all or does has it ever happened to you? Yeah. All right, so you're, you're driving, you're on the road... And you're there, there's a car that's trying to make a turn in front of you, mm-hmm. but there, there's a lot of traffic, you know. So you kind of stop so you can let that person get in and make their turn. Right. So as as they're doing that, you know, you're doing them a courtesy. Mm-hmm. Do you expect them to kind of like wave and be like, "Hey, thanks"? Yes. 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 You got them right. Yes. <laughs> like I didn't have to stop and let you in here mm-hmm. to do this thing. And if you don't, like, if you didn't give me a wave, like, "Hey, thank you," now I'm just like, "What the fuck was that about?" <laughs> What the fuck is that? Yeah, you know. No, no I totally get it. I always try to give the wave because I feel yeah. like if I don't give the wave, then I'm gonna grateful little shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just say like you because you don't have, you don't have to. You don't. Have, it's like somebody holding the door open for you, yeah. and you're just walking right through. Like you don't have to say thanks for that, you know. But you're kind of a. But I'll, I'll, I'll think you're a cunt if you didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
So it's like dealing with that. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, no, that gets on my fucking nerves too. Yeah. But the other, the other thing that gets on my fucking nerves, mm-hmm. really. Then this is a problem that I have with every single person that fucking drives. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You could be fucking like Morgan Freeman and I have a problem if you do this. Yeah. If I'm on a fucking lane yes. and I'm driving and I got my goddamn turn signal yes. and I have enough room in the next lane to fucking move and then you see me entering the next lane mm-hmm. and then you just fucking accelerate and block me off from entering the next lane. Explain this. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I need, I need to see. All right. So okay. you're, 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 you're in a, is this like a, like the interstate? Let's, let's, yeah. Let's assume in the interstate. I'm yeah. in the leftmost lane and I got to okay. move to the right lane. Okay. Uh, to do a thing. Yeah. So while I'm moving to the right lane, I have plenty of room from the car that is uh, on the. So I'm moving in the left lane, and there's a car maybe like 500 feet in the in the right behind lane me, behind but in the right lane. Yeah. So I'm I have 500 feet to move into the right lane and yep. keep going at my speed, right? Yeah. So I I do that. I start moving into the right lane, mm. and then the cunt behind me that's 500 feet accelerates an extra 15 miles an hour, mm. and then cuts me off from entering the right lane. And then, like, pushes me back suddenly into the left lane. Uh, Has that happened to you? That, it, like, I understand that yeah. that happens, but it's like, the thing is, like, as soon as you put the, the, the turn signal on, you immediately have to be getting in that next lane. That's you what know? I do. But you weren't in the lane, though, because I was. I put the, the right lane. turn signal on, and I'm moving into the right lane. Yeah. And, like, I don't wait 10 minutes to go into okay. the right lane. Yeah, it's turn signal, so, turn wheel. I turn, the, I turn the signal. I make sure there's no one in the fucking lane. Yeah. And then I go. And that's what you're supposed to do. Like, turn the signal and go. Yeah. So why the fuck is this gun that's 600 feet behind me mm. accelerating as soon as my fucking thing? I mean, he doesn't want you in front of him, obviously. It's like, <laughs> he doesn't want you in front of him. Fuck that. But, I mean. 600 yeah. feet. My lane. Yeah, like you're you're right. You're right. It's like I'm trying to think of a, way, a scenario that I'm because I'm I'm usually the guy. Like, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. The reason you're you're mildly defensive mm. is because you might be the cunt I'm never that's the, accelerating. I'm ne- no, I'm, ne- I'm never that guy because <laughs> okay. there, there's not going to be somebody like when I'm driving. There's not room for you to get in front of me. Okay, you know, like if there's a car in front of me, I'm a half of a car. There's a half car distance between me and the car in front of me. Okay. So the car but, in front of me is either going to move over so I can continue to go faster or there's so little room in between me and the car in front of me that no car would think okay. about trying to get in front but of like, me. But like, what if like, because the, the interstate is pretty fucking big. So at some yeah. point you're driving along the interstate yeah. and there's empty space in front of you and there's yeah. another car in the left lane. Mm. So like that interaction where you're like back here and then I saw the car like 600 feet up here yeah. and he's moving, that has had to happen. Mm. Some for where there's like at least five cars distance between you. Mm. That has had to happen to mm. some degree before. Statistically, Expl- 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 explain it. Explain it. Break it down for me one more time, please. Okay. So there's two lanes. Yes. Right. And then car A, which yeah. is me, yeah. is on the left lane. In the left and lane. And then car B is 600 feet behind car A, but on the right lane. Yep. So car A has to move to the right lane, and car B is going at a steady pace of 70 miles an hour on the right lane. Yes. And I am going a steady pace of 70 miles an hour on yeah. the left lane. And as soon as you go to get into the right lane, then car B hurries up. So hurries up at it. 80 miles an hour and fucking pushes a stupid car into what, like, my car would be, honks at me for fucking going into his lane, mm. and then suddenly makes me swerve into back into the left lane. Mm. And then he keeps going in front of me. Never happened now. No, no, no. Fuck that guy. Guy's a cunt. No, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's like, and, and I'm trying to, if even being in this scenario, like, I feel like what I would have done is if he's that far back, like, if you're 600 feet back, I'm going to I'm gonna take that space before you have enough time to accelerate. Like, I'm going to do that. And at the very least, like, the back of my, my car is going to be in the lane. Like, even if a fourth of the back of my car is in that lane, mm-hmm. like, in, if you touch the back of my car, then when the police get there, it's your fault. 
Well, that, that's the thing, but because like, like, I'm, I'm like here, but the, the when you go to the right, yeah, like the the first part of your car that moves is, is a tip. Your, yeah, it. is your nose. Yeah. So like the guy, my nose is in the lane, and that's when this guy makes it after accelerating and like honks at me mm. because we're on a collision course at that point. Yeah. But like I'm perpendicular to this cunt. Yeah. So like he's accelerating, and at point the tip of his car is gonna hit the tip of my car if I don't swerve. A bit, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's kind of like the quick decision. I mean, it's like he's an, he's an asshole because he's yeah. going so, like to go that fast. I'm I'm just saying like I don't know when there's a space blinker, hurry up and get into the spot. Like I'm in that bitch quick as fuck. But like with the guy going as fast as he's going, I don't know what you would do. It's bullshit. That guy's a cunt. That's my point. The point is, if someone's fucking switching lanes mm. and you're behind them, like severely behind them, yeah. let them switch lanes. Don't be a fucking cunt. Especially when, when they have their blinker on. Like yeah. if somebody has the common courtesy to drive like a normal person and use their blinker, you yeah. let them do it. Absolutely. You know? Like I don't. this is the thing that I'll do. If there's a car in front of me and mm. I'm, I'm behind that car and then say I'm in the right lane and then somebody's in the left lane and then there's like a car distance between the car in front of me and mm. me and they just try to drive right there in that spot and just hover there you know that they want that spot in front of you right you know you know they want their spot but they don't put the goddamn blinker on <laughs> so you know what i do don't i drive the spot. same speed and make sure that they can't get in that fucking spot and then when they put their blinker on then i'm like okay now you can get behind me right it's fucking <laughs> you know? driving is bullshit driving blinker. is bullshit put your blinkers on don't be a cunt and don't crash and don't that's why accidents happen i got one more i got yeah. one more one more one more while we're on this driving thing I've hashed this thing before, and I'm still pissed the fuck off about it. If you're on two lanes, you're on two lanes, mm -hmm. the left lane is about to end, mm -hmm. all right? And the right lane is going to be going straight all the way until infinity. Right. And everybody that drives this uh, this way, you know, they, they've driven this every single morning. Most mm -hmm. of the people, 90% of the people that are on this route at 7.30 a.m. have traveled this route many times right. before. All right. So if you know that this left lane is ending, then number one, put yourself in a position to where you don't have to be in this left lane at all. Right. That, that's that's what you should be doing. All right. So say that you're, you you didn't prepare and now you're in the left lane. Mm -hmm. So now you're trying to find a way to get into the right lane because you know this left lane is going to be ending. Mm -hmm. If I see like I'm, I'm all the way at the back and then I see that a car instead of trying to find his way to get into the line in the back, mm -hmm. they drive all the way up to the front as of where the lane is ending mm -hmm. and continuing to drive all the way up and then try to butt their way in. I will never <laughs> let you in front of me. Never. <laughs> never. So this and, and, and it pissed me off so much that it's just like all of these people were all in line. Yeah. We're all in line trying to go somewhere, and then you're allowing five, six, seven, and eight cars that were way behind us in line mm -hmm. to drive all the way up from the left lane that's ending and get in front of us. And you're just letting that shit happen. So I'm like, no. So I decided that I was gonna be the police of the goddamn road in the mornings. So you know what I do now? Don't let that happen. This no, I don't I don't let it happen to anyone. Oh, okay. So what do you do now? This is what I do now. Like instead before I was being a good citizen and I would make make sure that I'm always in the right lane right. always so I don't have to do any moving at all mm -hmm. so now I purposely go to the left lane <laughs> as soon as I go there I get to the left lane and then I drive in both lanes I drive in the left lane that I'm supposed to be in mm -hmm. and I drive in the, the lane that's ending okay. so now the people that are trying to drive all the way up to, through the left side and get in front of people you're blocked off bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know, I block off everybody trying to skip people in line every single person <laughs> one, one person started blowing the horn at me a couple a couple of days ago yeah. on the way into work. Did you enjoy it? 
I flipped him off. Nice. Because, I mean, nice. I'm like, what, what are you going to do in this interaction? Like, I've been working out for like four or five months. Yeah. I'm jacked up all the time. If you want this to be an issue because you want to skip in front of me in line while we're driving, I'll get out of this car and handle you at 7.30 a.m. on Billy Graham Parkway. Is that what you want? And, I, and I'm just, I, I You know how I know that it was Billy Graham Parkway mm-hmm. before you even started the story? Yeah. So I fucking hate that road. That oh, road oh, is yeah. full of fucking assholes. You got there right. Time. Yes, it is. I fucking hate going to school in the morning. Yeah. Because that road is full of pieces of shit yes, human yes. beings. And like, I'm sure they're nice in every no, other context of not. their life. Probably not. I'm sure they're at least okay. They don't nope. kill people and they hug their dogs. Probably, yeah. Okay. But while that. in that road, they are the scum of the fucking earth. Oh, yes. They are the shit on my shoe that I step in when I walk into the park. Yes. They are the least useful part of humanity yes. as long as they're on that road at 730 in the morning. Yes. Because fuck everyone on that road. Yeah. Fuck them. Hate that road. I agree. I used to, like, I had morning classes like three quarters ago, and Mm. I had to take that road Mm. every goddamn morning of my stupid, miserable life Mm. for 11 weeks. Oh, yeah. And I swear to God, that was the angriest I ever was for an 11-month period. Oh. Every 11 week, every time I went to fucking school. Oh, yeah. I wanted a new plague. I wanted someone to come home and just drop a bomb in that road. I don't care if I was in it. I mean, fucking hated that road. Just had to find like you know I've been two years yeah. and I take nothing but morning classes and morning work shifts. So it's like two years of doing the same route over and over and over again. So it's like I was angry, you know, yeah. like you've heard the podcast how angry I've been on that road, mm-hmm. and now I'm not angry anymore. I make these assholes angry. <laughs> Anybody that decides... You've, they, you've transcended the anger and yes. now you're causing the anger. I'm causing the anger. Anybody that's... And, and, and I hate to do that to like police the road. You'd be like, nope, you're not going to drive in front of people and do that. You're right. not going to do this. But no, it's like people aren't standing up for themselves. They yeah. just allow it to happen. And when these people get fucked over, then they fuck me over. You know, I've been waiting in this. I've been waiting in this line for 15 minutes, and then you're gonna let an asshole drive all the way up to the front of the line and get in front of you, which uh, gets in front of me. You know, because I'm behind you, (laughs) but you're you're too much like of a weakling or whatever to just to to stand up for yourself. Like, what the fuck? You know what's really funny? You know, you've seen Watchmen, right? Yes. And do you know the the quote that Rorschach says? And you'll be screaming and looking up at me and screaming, "Help me!" Yes. And I look down and whisper, "No." I, I, you were real shark in that yeah. situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck driving, and fuck you if you're in Milly Grand Parkway in the morning. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be back with three women. Three women. Yep. <laughs> and welcome back. We're going to talk three women. Be- before we do that, have you ever, like, if, if microphones were on, mm-hmm. The 10 seconds before every podcaster mm-hmm. starts talking into the microphone, yeah. you would hear so many disgusting <laughs> noises. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 yeah. just fucking gross. Yeah. So you're, I'm, you'd be thankful that we cut that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was watching, uh, I forgot to say this in the catch-up, but it's mm-hmm. only 15 seconds. I was watching the show that we were talking about... Um, uh, dear white people, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and the only, only the reason I bring it up in, in there, there was a uh, there's a black guy, and he's saying something, and then the guy, uh, another black guy, corrects the guy's English, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Listen, I speak five fucking languages. You barely speak one. Don't correct my fucking English." <laughs> I was thinking about like just now, like with a woman, women, yeah. and it was like, "You speak fucking two languages. I barely speak one." Like, <laughs> fuck up, woman, woman. Yeah, w- for women. me that sounds the same in my head. It's, it's woman, women, woman, women. women. Yeah. 
sounds the same in my head. Woman, women. Woman? Woman, like I, I wa- see it when we. you say it, but when I say it, it sounds the same. Yeah. That's weird. Accents anyway. are weird. Yeah. Fuck, the, fuck, fuck them. In, in, anyway, like I said, yeah. he, he speaks more language. Than <laughs> 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 so fucking cut him a break. Yeah, damn it. Anyway, um, Three Women is yes. uh, released in 1977. It's a PG movie, uh, two hour and four minute runtime, listed as a drama mystery thriller, uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it is part of our Criterion nice. Collection. 96%? It's a Criterion movie. Like I, I know, but like, like only 96? Cri- yeah. Anyway, all right. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the uh, the rundown is Pinky is an awkward adolescent who starts work at a spy in the California desert. She becomes overly attached to a fellow spa attendant, Millie, when she becomes Millie's roommate. Millie is a lonely outcast who desperately tries to win attention uh, with constant upbeat chatter. They hang out at a bar owned by a strange pregnant artist and her has-been cowboy husband. After two emotional crises... Uh, the three women steal and trade personalities until they settle into a new family unit that seems to give each woman what she was searching for. Uh, the writer-director is Robert Altman, uh, star Shelley Duvall as Millie, uh, Sissy Spacek as Pinky, and Janice Rule as Willie. Uh, Sissy, what's her name, Sissy? Uh, Sissy, I, I don't know how to pronounce Spacek? the last name. It's S-P-A-C-E-K. Okay, Spacek, Spacek, Spacek or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she was from Carrie, right? She was a, she was Carrie. I'm not sure. I think so. She was the original Carrie. I'm mm. pretty sure. All right. Uh, I the reason I was surprised at 96 percent, and like I know this is a Christian movie. Mm. I know it's a it's it's a good movie. Okay. I fucking hated this movie. I thought you would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hated this movie mm. so goddamn much. Mm. Like there were times where I was watching. And I was getting neurotic about my anger. It's like, why do I hate this? This is in the criteria collection. It should be fine. Yeah. Why is why am I hating? Mm-hmm. I hated You did that with uh, with 400 Blows too. It was God just like, like what it. the fuck? <laughs> I fucking hated it. Like yeah. there's elements of the movie that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. The camera work was was great. Mm-hmm. I like the camera work and I like uh, sort of the naturalistic performance, which is the thing that Robert Altman is known for. Mm-hmm. Fuck everything else. Everything else about this movie. Did you understand? Fucking the movie? hated it. I think I did. I like, think I got part of it. That's I, I love the movie. Like I would have gave this movie a hundred percent had it not been for the last three minutes. Uh, yeah, I don't like the last. Three and, and and it's and the, the reason the reason being is how we talked about before is. I think it was last week specifically, is where, yeah, on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm-hmm. um, episode 68, guys, if you want to go back and listen yeah. to that, um, it, it, was, it was a thing to where, is, don't over-explain to me. It's right. like, I understand what's going on on the screen, and it, it makes me feel more intelligent as a viewer when you put information on the screen and you let me take it away and digest it, more so than explaining it why this is on the screen. Right. And through the movie, I was slowly getting pieces of what this is and bringing this all together. And about halfway into it, by, by the time that, um, by the time uh, Pinky uh, tries to commit suicide, like I got it. I was, yeah, like, oh, I was like, I fucking get this movie. And then he explains the movie in the last three minutes. You know, they, they go out of the, the fake dream world that we're in with this kind of Mulholland Drive uh, type of dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. And we go into what is a current reality of um, Missy, Millie, and uh, Willie all just being related. A mother, a daughter, and the granddaughter. Yeah. yeah, all living in a house. And I was like, had you not tried to explain the joke to me mm-hmm. no, it's not a joke you know what I'm saying but it's like if you don't try to explain the joke don't, right. don't, don't do that to me it's like I thought I was I was in it like I felt smart <laughs> for getting it for so long and then you just gave that to me at the end I, I, I think like I got the movie I know mm-hmm. I know that it was meant to deal with like selling identity and mm-hmm. like finding a way to cope with the reality of life uh, mm-hmm. like no one loves you or mm-hmm. 
you're alone and your baby's fucking dead. Like I, I get it. Like everything was sort of like a like a like a way to cope with whatever trauma they had, mm. and they stole each other's identity and whatever. But like I figured you, it out. I mean, they were you realize they were it's the same person essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Will, Willie, Millie. I mean, and, and then you see early. Yeah, like they're all the same person. Even Pinky, uh, early on, it's like Pinky, Pinky, Pinky. And then she's like, um, she's like, why didn't you tell me your name was uh, Mildred? Oh, because yeah. I hate that name. He was like, did you know that's my name? Yeah. Your name. It's like they're they're all the same person. And the thing that that is the groundbreaking moment for me in this movie is when uh, Willie is having the baby. And we go back to the very, and you'll see this in every movie. Like you, you, you develop the movie from your opening scene, and then you'll you'll see that you know in your last scenes, right. like what you were trying to do. And the first scenes of the movie, you have the uh, the swimming pool, mm-hmm. and you have uh, you have Pinky going into the pool, and uh, she's asking, so what? Uh, so what's wrong with you? She was like, I don't, I don't know. She was, and she's trying to get her to uh, show, uh, trying, trying to train her basically. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my back is hurt and my legs are hurt. No. She was like, okay. So she puts her inside the water, and then she picks her legs up and she puts it to her chest and tries to show her how to work out or exercise this uh, area. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, you have um, you have Millie who's still trying to find herself and grow up a bit, mm-hmm. and she has a a childlike person that she's kind of taking care of in, mm-hmm. in a sense. And now she's finally come to the to the point to where she has to make or break. She she's the, the transition is all the way there, all three steps at once. And the camera shows she, camera, the camera shows Millie trying to give help give birth for, with Willie, and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm so like, but she it just instinct kicks in. She kicks her feet up and puts her on her chest the same way that she does with Pinky mm-hmm. early, earlier on in the movie. And she she tells uh, Pinky to go get the doctor, go to the hospital. Right. And Pinky is the the youngest version of of, of this. You know, mm-hmm. Pinky Pinky Millie being in the middle and Willie being the oldest version yeah. of of this evolution, and. You see the oldest version of the evolution in Willie, right. and she and she looks out. She looks out the door, and she sees Pinky still standing there. Right, and they just lock eyes for a second, and it's just that Willie knows like that younger version of herself, like that shit version of her. Mm-hmm. She's not going to go anywhere. She's not going to help herself. Like right. she isn't, isn't going to help herself. The only person that's able to help herself is like the slightly more matured version of Millie, mm-hmm. who is now going to become later on like that grandparent person who understands life and you you had the uh the symbolism of the water mm-hmm. washing over different people and changing them and they they did that again in that scene where uh pinky she's just standing there just completely stoked not even crying at the moment mm-hmm. and the water just rushes up on the screen and takes that small innocent selfish girl and she slapped with the blood of uh the dead baby that she did nothing to help mm-hmm. and it's just that person is no longer there that kid is gone millie the person that was only caring about herself really for the most part through the movie uh, having to deliver that stillborn baby that person is gone mm-hmm. you know is it, it was it was just i really enjoyed how he put the film together um uh, I, I think that's an interesting point because I don't I don't hate how the film is put together. Mm. I think the structure of the film's really solid. I mm. think the film itself is really solid. The oh, cinematography yeah. solid. Oh yeah. And the the performances are really solid. Especially Shelley Duvall. Oh uh, yeah. Shelley Duvall, they're great. Oh yeah. I love I loved her in this. But mm. that being said, I hated the movie. I mean, well, we we have yeah. to explain though. Uh, you know, and and like that's, there's something about. <laughs> yeah, I hated the movie. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- there's something and like and, and it's hard to explain because while I recognize that everything about the movie made sense mm. and I, I recognize the symbolism of them being the same person at different stages in life and mm. and doing all that shit the way that it was presented to me 
I felt like I figured out that there was a case of stolen identity by the time that Pinky wrote down the social security number. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, someone's going to steal person. identity. Yeah. Same person, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, I just genuinely didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, there was something that disconnected with me from these characters. I think, and I'm not, I'm not saying that every one of these characters was an asshole, mm-hmm. but I feel like these characters didn't have any basis on reality. For me, yeah, like it's like it's, there was, there's no one. I don't know a version of anyone that worked in the way that any of these characters did, and uh, and that took me out of the movie. You, you've never met Millie before? No, I don't think so. I've met people that are like so socially desperate that they don't shut up. But uh, like, you've met Millie, like yeah, yeah, no, I'm. You know, like Millie, Millie doesn't. She's her social awareness is is shit. Yeah. Like she she thinks that people are engaging with her or care about her, and they don't. Like right. we work with a person like that. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> so I like you definitely met Millie. But like, there's just but not not talking about like the like the social behavior because mm-hmm. like I've met Millies and I've met sort of pickies yeah. that are depending on other people and whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about like the actions that these people take, mm-hmm. like the the like the pinky. Why did she take the social security number? What was the reasoning behind that? Mm-hmm. Completely not. That's see the, those those are some of the unexplainable things. Yeah. And what uh what Robert Alda uh, Altman? Let me read his fucking mm-hmm. name. Was it Altman? Altman. 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 Uh, Robert Altman said that he uh, he had the idea in a dream. Right. So a lot of this movie is supposed to be a bit dreamlike. Now that that is a that's one thing that's a bit perplexing. There's another thing with twins. And yeah. I I went over all day yesterday and today like looking up the symbolism why these twins because that's the only like piece that I couldn't right. figure out why and um, because they make it a point at the beginning of the movie so it was we like, don't like um, the twins. we don't like the twins yeah, yeah. and you they, you never get any resolution behind that no. whatsoever so that that was that was a bit tricky for me I I, I think that there's an, there's an element of this movie that I want to admit mm. is very well done. Yeah. There's another one of this movie that I that I have no choice but to admit that. Mm-hmm. But like the pit, the bits about why the fuck the twins? Why did he tell us about the twins? Yeah. The twins are being there. Mm-hmm. Social security. Why the fuck would you tell us that? Same person though. Um, I mean that's explainable for me. I mean, but how? Like Millie, Pinky, like in this movie, Pinky, Millie, and Willie mm-hmm. are three different people mm-hmm. that end up being manifestations of the same personality. Yes. But they're three different people. Not really. What do you mean? What What about Millie's parents? Like when when we're not Millie's parents, um, Pinky's parents. Pinky's parents. Yeah. Uh, when Pinky, like that's what I'm saying with the dreamlike thing, because one one viewer can look at it as if those are Pinky's parents, and Pinky is just like trying to be a bitch and doesn't want to go back to her old life. You right. Know? But Millie, the Millie and Pinky, they're both from Texas. They're both from the same area. They both have, you know, is they're trying to say that they're the same person. You so know? why is there two manifestations of the same person? There's three manifestations. They're of the different same people. They're just the same personality. Like, that's the disorder. That's a stolen identity in, case, in, right? Yeah, in a sense, yeah. There's three different people, so there's three separate entities. And I don't see it that way, as being three separate, complete entities. I see, I see it as three completely separate entities mm. that, through the virtues of mental illness and sort of, uh, the, not the solution, but delusion, that by mm. virtues of delusion and mental illness to cope with trauma, decided to be manifestations of the same... Mental illness, though? Yeah, they're, they're obviously mentally ill, right? What? Pinky, Millie, and Will, Willie. Willie is mentally ill? They're all obviously mentally ill by the end of the movie. I, I mean, I just need like an example of like, obviously mentally ill. So Pinky is... A, like Will, how, Willie, how, Willie specifically, you know, because she what, doesn't speak much, and I just don't see an example of mental illness in her. What? Well, okay, well, so, okay, so what kind of person at the end of a movie would s- sort of adopt Millie 
As a as a as a grown woman, she adopts herself. Well, I mean, I think it's because we're looking at it differently. You're, like you're saying that a stranger is adopting a random person. I'm saying that in this movie, in this dreamlike thing, this person isn't a random person. It's just her. Right. Well, because I don't her. think the movie's presented in a dreamlike scenario. I think the that's, movie's presented in. That's what reality. he said. I mean, that's yeah. what Robert Altman said in the in the description. I mean, that, that maybe it is what he says in a dreamlike. I like. Mm-hmm. I read the description too, and I yeah. read. I, I looked up the movie, yeah. and I recognize that it's meant to be. Sort of like a dreamy scenario, but yeah. I don't. I didn't get that while I was watching the movie. I, mean, I didn't get that presented to me. What about, what about at the end of the movie where they show that this entire movie didn't happen, and that Pinky is the daughter, and Millie is the mother, and Willie is her grandmother? You know, like none of those things in the movie. I happened. didn't think. I thought that was the bit that was like them snapping. Like I, I thought, like after all the trauma had happened. Mm. That they they adopted those personalities. I didn't think that was like the movie didn't happen. Hmm. I was thinking like the movie did happen, and that was the aftermath of the movie happening. That Millie and Willie decided to to move in together, I guess, and they yeah, like, like formed a family with each other. Right, because what I, what I saw happen was like Pinky was her own personality hmm. when the movie started. Mil- Millie was her own personality, and then Willie was her own personality. Yeah. and then the movie happened, and the trauma of sort of having to, you know. Melly having to deal with the guilt of like the possible suicide yeah. and amnesia of Pinky yeah. uh, started her own series of trauma, mm. and then Willie having to deal with the trauma of her dead baby, yeah. and then Pinky having sort of this codependent nature yep. of it. I feel like what happened was is that they all sort of took over each other's personality. So like, like Pinky became w- Millie, and then mm. Millie became Willie, yep. and Willie just became a wiser, Older like the next lady. step yeah. of of that chain. Yeah. But I didn't see it as like the rest of the movie didn't happen and that was mm. a dream and then that was the actual family structure. Mm. I saw it as the rest of the movie did happen mm. and this was three very obviously traumatic, traumatized, mentally ill people mm. that deluded themselves into believing that this was the actual personality structure that they had in order to cope with the trauma. Mm. And so like having it seen through that lens that I was watching it on where mm. like the, everything in the movie was happened and wasn't you know, a dream and they all, they all sort of adopted each other's personality to be able to cope, watching like through that lens, and maybe I'm probably wrong, mm. but having it watched it through that lens, I don't think the movie makes sense. Huh. I don't like the movie. Like I don't think the way that I witnessed it, the way that I perceived it, yeah. the structure was solid, and I recognized what the structure was there. Mm. But the parts were, were like the parts that we can't explain, the parts that have no real answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? Why? Mm. Why are they there? Why? Yeah. We don't, they have no answer. So why? Yeah. Uh, uh, so like, like the, I, I'm like I watched the I watched the movie through the lens of this is a reality. Yeah. That is is leading into surrealism. The more and more that you go into the end, mm. and that these people are, are now living these very surreal, mentally ill lives because mm. they had no choice but to cope with the reality of their lives. Mm. So like that was my perception of the movie, and through that perception, mm. everything else just sort of like why. I I don't I didn't look at. The uh, through through the guise of like a mental illness. Yeah, I was looking uh, more for, so as like a um, men just overpowering women, and women, and then this this is another thing. Why the, the imagery and the, uh, the I'm paints. curious because I ne- I didn't get that at all. Good. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right, so so uh, Pinky not Pinky, uh, Willie. She was doing all the paintings of the uh, 
they look like dragon lizard people right. uh, so, so much. All right, so there's a direct comparison between the pictures that she was drawing and through, through, each, uh, through each act. Uh, first, you would see a, a men overpowering women, uh, choking a woman. And the only, diff- only way that you could tell it was a man, it was just by the, uh, the, the breastplate, the chest right. plate. And the women, they had obvious breasts, so you could mm-hmm. tell the, the man and the woman. And they, they would show a picture of the male lizard thing dominating the women and the women with their arms up and being like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they showed one with this, that was a little more obvious um, after um, there was an issue where she she got cheated on, the husband fucked Millie, right. and um, and you know she sees it. He comes downstairs, and it's all dark or whatever. The suicide attempt later on in the, in the daylight. The very next thing you see is Millie. She's down there. She's painting inside the pool thing again, mm-hmm. and the artwork that she has now is a large male lizard with both of his arms outstretched to his side and a penis right there so you can clearly see his male and the women just being subservient around right at the last the last one that you see the painting is the women and the only way you know this is a woman is it has long red nails mm-hmm. and it's choking that male out and the man the man is on the ground and the woman has taken the power back right you know by the end and i think there's a, a direct parallel between a uh, willie her paintings and the life that she's living with her husband. Okay. I can see that. Yes. But, like, uh, okay, so I agree I, I agree with the paintings. Yeah. There's no way I can deny that. But then, how does that relate to the... The relationship with her husband? No, how does the relationship with the husband... Is male, male dominance over women? Yeah, yeah, but how does, how does that affect her, like, decision to... At the end, so not of, decisions. I mean, I I can't. I'm not saying it's yeah. affecting her decisions. I'm just saying there's a there's a parallel between the male dominance and the paintings that she was she was painting. Right. So that okay. So that being said, what makes that what what's significant about that? The significance uh, about the movie. it. Uh, like that, what's significant about the males being dominant and then the woman taking back control? Yes, I've I seen that's 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 the angle that I was looking at as opposed to mental illness. Okay. I mean, you, you can say that um, being subservient and like not taking action into your own hands is mm-hmm. kind of mentally ill but it's just I, I just looked at it as women seeing, feeling like they didn't have the power to do what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it and they were just letting these men control their lives um, one, one example of that is you have Millie uh, you have Willie she's pregnant mm-hmm. and then um he comes, he comes over to the room. Well, he's already had sex with Millie. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he has sex with Willie. Mm-hmm. And now in his mind, he owns these women. So right. he, he comes over to the apartment in the middle of the night, opens the door, goes in the refrigerator, and just starts taking their drinks and whatever he wants to do. I own these women. Right. Or, or even to the point to where he goes to the bed, he was like, hey, maybe we're a little something with both of you. Yeah. You know, it's just complete disregard to women Totally. And right. then he, he takes it another step to where um, he's like, oh, where's Willie at? Oh, she's at the hospital about to have the baby. Oh, who's there with her? Nobody's with her. She doesn't need anyone. You know, it's just that complete oppression of males to women. And it's, it was a cycle, you know, showing the things that Millie, the Willie is going through mm-hmm. because of this man. You're showing the things that, that uh, what's the second person? Uh, Millie mm-hmm. is going through trying to get a relationship with Tom and then just justifying it in herself that, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this guy isn't brushing me off and pretending like he's sick, you right. know, and, and, you know, but in reality, that's what's really happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't look at it as like her being like mentally ill, but just using coping mechanisms way too far. Okay. I'm still, I'm, I'm still like, I'm really interested in this because yeah. I, I don't, I, 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 I agree that there is a there is a sentiment of like male oppressing woman in this movie. Yeah. 
But I don't understand how that uh, becomes the core of the movie. At the very end of the movie, um, we have, uh, like I said, this is all like a real uh, thing. Mm -hmm. So you have those, you have Millie, Willie, and Pinky. They're all living together out there. And the guy comes to deliver a Coca-Cola or something. Right. And then he was like, you know, that's a shame, a shame to hear about um, about your husband, Edgar. You know, that, that's weird. And he was so good with guns, too. You right. know, so inevitably you just assume that Edgar is now dead. Right. And they, they show a, a close-up of, uh, of Millie mm -hmm. at right of her eyes to let you know that she knows a little bit more than what's being said. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't believe it's an accident, you know, that he accidentally shot himself and killed himself. Right. You know, I, I feel like that is the the graduation of this male oppression. They, they got the oppressor out of the way, and now they're living their own lives. Okay. That makes sense. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm so I'm so just having trouble understanding like how that becomes like how that explains anything that the people do in the movie. Like, like I like I understand why that would mean that like if that was the core, mm. then I understand Willie having a much bigger focus on the movie, but she's barely in the movie. I mean why why would she need a bigger focus? I mean she's I mean to to speak more or just like be seen? No, like like if, if the focus was maloppression mm. and like I, I, I just feel like the movie wasn't saying anything particular about males oppressing women. Mm. I feel like the the film was saying, was communicating a message of coping with, with trauma and loneliness. I can see that too. Yeah. Uh, and so like, so like the male oppression, while it is an element in the movie mm. that's very clearly there, yeah. I don't think it's meant to be the core theme. Okay. And and when you say that you were watching it through that lens, I'm curious as to like why not, that became... not just no no. no. I, I was saying that as opposed to like mental illness, like okay. I didn't look at it through mental illness like at all. And I'm not saying that I looked at it only through male oppression, mm -hmm. but it was more towards that lens than okay. than mentally. I didn't I didn't think there was a mental illness. I just thought it was a male oppression thing. Oh, okay. not not even saying that's the core of the movie. Okay, okay, okay. Now we're now we're on the same page. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like for me, for me, the, the entirety of the movie was based around the concept of mental illness. Mm. Uh, and, and and not not just with like depression and anxiety, but like actual significant mm. delusions that mm. lead a person to switch personalities or or to do things that they normally wouldn't do otherwise because the mm. amount of, of trauma was so intense. That's what I saw in the entirety of the movie. I can I can I can yeah. kind of side with you a bit for uh, for Pinky mm -hmm. and Millie. Right. But for Willie, like, where does the mental the trauma? Well, I think the trauma that she she was she gave birth to a stillborn baby. That's the last. I mean, knowing, like, the, the, like that's the last four minutes of the movie, though. Well, the thing is, like, it doesn't for me in a movie. It doesn't like you can have something happen at the last minute mm -hmm. and have it be a dramatic twist for a character. Yeah. So I like I, I don't think that because it was at the last four minutes, it, it immediately excludes her from having experienced this trauma. And then she experienced trauma, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, what was her character before that, though? That's the thing. I didn't get anything from Willie at all. The entirety of the movie, I didn't feel like Willie was even a significant part of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I, for me, this movie was about Pinky and Millie. Mm -mm. And then when Willie started showing up, I just didn't, I feel like she wasn't in the movie long enough. She was bigger than both of those characters. Like, I don't, I, like, never, I didn't get in, that. In the first 15 mi minutes, like, when you're watching the movie and then you're like, okay, those are the two women. Mm -hmm. Where's the why is this three women? You know, because right. you're seeing Pinky and, and Millie. You're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? So then gradually you're seeing one woman by herself. You know, the first time that you see her is just her painting. Right. You know, the first interaction that you have with her is at the bar. Mm -hmm. And when she walks up to the bar, she doesn't say anything. She's just standing there. And as a matter of fact, the scene is um they're at the bar, Pinky and uh Pinky and Millie are sitting there at the bar. She was like, Hey, won't you pull um 
spitting Betty. So whatever. She it was like some things at the bar. She pulls it. She gets spit all over. Whatever. Um, Millie walks into the bar. She just stands there in front of uh, Pinky. They don't say anything to each other. And Pinky's like, Millie, Millie, she's over here. And then <laughs> Millie turns around. She was like, Oh, that's uh, that's so and so. That's uh, that's that's Willie. You don't have to pay her no mind. She doesn't really say anything anything much. Yeah. You know, don't worry about her. But the thing is, she's focused all the time in the movie like all right so after this after this interaction the very next thing is uh the husband mm-hmm. he's um they show that he's interacting with millie a little bit too close mm-hmm. then close up on willie it's like she doesn't say anything but it's just the um, the dealing with the husband that is clearly cheating on you and is is a terrible person and then it's just without her saying anything is just that's how you can see how she feels just right. from that shot from the, the the shot after that is after both of them they they have one beer and uh, Pinky, she drinks the beer down fast as shit like an adolescent, you know, mm-hmm. being fun. Pours salt inside the beer and makes it all suds and everything and drinks it all down really quickly. They both leave the bar. So uh, Willie, you know, she walks off out, out of camera. And you see Edgar, the husband, walk into the bar. And he goes back there. He takes the money, that the, the 40 cents that Millie left that was supposed to go to uh, Willie, mm-hmm. who owns the, the whole fucking place, Dodge City. Right. You know, she owns the place. The husband comes comes in, takes the money that was supposed to go to the wife, and then starts pouring himself some liquor. The next shot, they spin the camera around, and then you just see Millie, uh, Willie, in the corner by herself staring at it. You know, no no words. And then it's only three seconds of that. So it's just like, number one, she's seeing that the husband is taking her money, and he's an alcoholic that is just stealing you know, right. so it's. I mean, it's they 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 continue to show things like that. Or another another scene that was big was uh, after he was cheating, and he's mm-hmm. coming downstairs, and she's just downstairs by the pool, you know, trying to tend to this girl who just attempted suicide, mm-hmm. and she sees her husband coming out of one of her tenants' rooms, mm-hmm. you know, a hotel that she owns. That she doesn't say anything, but it's just like through that three second look, you know how she feels about her husband yeah. doing these things. I I I, I get that. I get that she 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 had a lot of reaction shots. A lot of them. And like I don't I don't, I just don't think that was enough for me to make Willie a character that I cared about. I mean, not that I don't have to care about her, yeah. but I mean, she. I'm just like trying to point out that she was very prevalent in the movie. E- even if it was only for three second reaction yeah. shots, they purposely continued to make sure that you were seeing her reactions to the things that were going on around her. Right, but does that just like maybe I'm bad at reading cues and sort of what you know, those reactions meant. Mm. But I, I just felt like they just, like I genuinely felt like they weren't enough for me to consider Willie mm. a third character. It, mm. wasn't, it wasn't until the, the fact where she was having the baby mm. where I even remotely considered that she was important to the story. It wasn't, it wasn't mm. until that point. And, 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 this is, and it's weird because I'm usually, I, 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 in movies, I like finding sort of that symbolism or that sort of like really clever thing that yeah. the filmmaker did. And I don't know, and I had this problem with 400 Blows too. Yeah. And and it's and I think it's the style of filmmaking because mm. it's it's very naturalist. 400 mm. Blows was amazingly naturalist because mm. it was part of the French New Wave. Yep. Or Robert Altman is known for a sort of naturalistic take mm. on on acting and filmmaking. Yeah. And I just and I think that the fact that that's the element of the movie, that's the the tone of the movie, sort of naturalistic, that it doesn't let me enjoy the movie mm. because I don't care about naturalism. Uh, remotely as much as I care about how, like, for example, like, uh, in terms of just pure filmmaking, I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, a naturalist movie doesn't, for me, have the same intrigue as a movie, like, that's stylized or has a very specific 
um, approach to the visuals. That's right? like, yeah, like a, a more of a personal thing then. Right. Yeah. It is more of a personal thing. But I think that, that I can enjoy naturalistic movies because of the elements that the characters aren't necessarily as focused because in, in real life, no one's a character. Everyone's just kind of a person. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I don't like the approach of of characters sort of going through the th- scenes that feel like they're not about anything mm-hmm. uh, feel to me like they're not about anything. I'm the I'm on the opposite yeah. of that. Really? Like, yes, because the, the scene that doesn't feel like it's about anything, and when it's coming from somebody that's respectable, mm-hmm. then I know that you understand what filmmaking is and you understand purpose. So you're not giving me a screen of nothing. You know, even though it feels like there's there's nothing this doesn't matter mm-hmm. when it's a Robert Altman or like a Spielberg or somebody that I know is respectable, right. then I know you're not giving me empty shots. You right. Know, so it's like I pay that much more attention. That's why I was paying so much attention to Willie. Because I mean, the movie is titled Three Women. So why am I only getting two, two women? women. Right. Exactly. And so, that's the thing. And I was paying attention to Willie too because mm-hmm. I knew that the movie was titled Three Women yeah. and I've only been seeing two women. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, I didn't dismiss her as mm-hmm. a character. I just felt like she wasn't enough of a character to me. Like, like I knew, I knew her purpose. I knew that she was there because mm-hmm. all men wanted her there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she was important to the story. Oh, yeah. But it, it didn't feel like it. And therefore, I just didn't care mm-hmm. about it. And like I cared about Millie and I cared about Pinky because mm-hmm. I'd been seeing them interact and I'd been seeing them build this relationship. But I never, I never you drew ca- the You cared li- about Pinky and Willie, M- Millie now? No, I cared about, like, when I say care, I mean, like, I, care, I was following their story. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, like, Willie didn't have a story to me. That She didn't correlate to Pinky and Millie to me until the very end. And the fact that she felt like her own entity until the very end mm-hmm. just completely broke the movie for me. It just, it like... You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess, like yeah. I said, it just it made me feel smarter, I guess, for putting it together earlier yeah. on. But, like, she was the graduation of those, like... You, you will see that Pinky will eventually graduate to be Millie yeah. and that Millie will eventually graduate to be, you know, Willie. Right. So it's like knowing that within like 45 minutes of the movie is just you don't need the graduated version, you know, of Willie to have that much interaction in the movie. We get to see everything that she would have done in, in Millie. And then we right. get to see it. We don't need to see Millie do all the things that, will, that uh, Pinky is doing because we get to see Pinky doing it. You See know? that doesn't like I, I I get the 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 fact that they graduate into sort of each other. Yeah, I get that. I I got that by the half point of the movie. Like, what would I, you want to the oldest version of that to do then? I don't I don't I don't think that I know what I would want them to do because mm. this is a story that I honestly, honestly, it's a story that I can't even remotely think of making. Like, if mm. someone gave me that Same. script and oh, they yeah. went like, make that story, yeah. I'd no, I, I couldn't, couldn't write or direct that. That pass. is, that's that's out there. Um, and, but like, I, I think, and and this is sort of where the, because I think I remember something saying that the idea for this movie was stemmed from a dream. It was, yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and just like, fine, it's a cool dream. That's mm. a cool little presentation. Yeah, I mean, you can't just make but, a movie about a dream. Yeah. I mean, this, this movie is um, a lot more than that, though. Yeah, but I, it, it just, it, I, I, the presentation of it, to mm. me, didn't let it stand out for more than that. It won yeah. awards for its presentation. I mean, but it's like, the thing is, I, I think it's just yeah. more of a, a personal thing. Like, I think so, so, too. It's like a, the naturalistic approach. Because, mm. like, 
you like good movies. When it, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I hate it for 100 Blows, which is a good movie in itself. It's not a good movie. I hate movie. this it's, movie. It's 400 Blows is regarded as one of the best films that's ever made. Right. You and know? I hate so, it. Yeah, <laughs> so, but it's like, but you understand that it's, that it's good, that's which good. is like, it's not my taste. Yeah. I understand that this movie is yeah. good. Yeah. I understand that this movie, like, cinematography-wise, yeah. is it amazing. Editing-wise, it's pretty it's pretty fucking good. It's not, not your thing. I mean, The sound design is, is interesting oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of sort of conversations overlapping and it's sort of like every character talking over each other which is fine that that's was, a naturalistic that aspect awesome of it that it was great yeah. it, it is great but it's not it's not filmmaking in my like oh. it, it's filmmaking i'm not Whoa. i'm not condemning robert altman <laughs> but it's not the filmmaking that, that i think filmmaking do. is you know it's not your version of it's, right. it's personal it's like, not it's, my it's definition pers- of filmmaking it's a, it's I, I don't preference. enjoy it because like for me like this is why i love david fincher so much mm. David Fincher, every scene that he does in a movie, it's about something. Mm. It starts off wide, two characters or three characters deciding that I want something out of the other, so mm. there's a conflict. And the movie slowly and surely turns into a triangle until it hits the point. Mm. And my favorite example of that is David Fincher's uh, Gone Girl, mm. when the, co- the, the cop, the lady cop, walks into Ben Affleck's house and starts saying that, you, do you know your wife was pregnant? Mm. And he had no idea. That's the first statement of the movie. That's the conflict of the movie. Mm. Did you know your wife was pregnant? No, I did not. Why did you not? You took out insurance on her. It was her idea. Yeah, but it was like a million dollars added to their premium. It was her idea. You like You're the, in legal you like trouble. You like the connected dots. Boom. You like yeah. the this this leads to this this leads to this this right. leads to this formulate. And so in that in that David Fincher scene, everything that that concludes to Nick saying uh, or Ben Affleck saying, I will not speak to you ever again without a lawyer. And that's the purpose of that scene. I mean, a scene without uh, like a clear purpose structure. It's, we, we look at it different. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like that structure as well, but I, I feel more in tune to where you have that exact same uh, layout, but mm-hmm. then instead of connecting the dots saying, this is dot one, this is dot two, this is dot three, so by the time you get to dot four, you're just like, oh, I can see how we can get to this. Right. I like saying there's a bunch of jumbled dots everywhere. Connect the dots yourself, figure it out, what is this? And, and it's just when, when, when you have something like yeah. that, it's like it, can, it leads for lots of different opinions, mm-hmm. and it can be, it, it, it's just, it leads for a lot of, uh, um, I just think it's judgment. messy. I think it's messy. It can it can be looked yeah. at as, as messy. It can yeah. be looked at it that way. But it's just it's just preference. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. Like, like Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive is, is like that. It's just a bunch of dots thrown together and be like, okay, now you piece this together and then you this is But the story. I like Mulholland Drive. But but it's but you would agree that that's how that story yeah. is. It's not like I, a um, a David Fincher to where where it's one dot, two dot, three dot, yeah. and now you get this. It's just it's very out jumbled. There. It's very yes. messy. It's yes. very weird. Yes. So I like and and that's a that's a fucking thing about art because mm-hmm. I like I love Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate this movie. Yeah. And I, it's 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 hard to reconcile the fact that I like two movies that come from the same vein. Yeah. And I like one but not the other. It's yeah. weird. It's a weird. That's, that's a weird the uh, that's the closest movie that it was compared to um, yeah. when when looked up. Persona and Mulholland Drive Those are, are the two closest cousins to this movie. That's weird. Cause <laughs> that's bizarre. And, and but in in terms, of, I think the structure of this movie is what fucks me up. Mm. Uh, I I the I think the title is misleading because the. I feel like if you watched it again, you would see how much Willie was Willie in this was movie. There. Like I watched, I watched it like I watched it twice, not because yeah. I had to, but like I liked it that much. Really? Like I, seriously, like I watched it. Like we were supposed to do the podcast Thursday, so yeah. I watched it Thursday. Watched it again today just because I enjoyed it. Just because you're in there. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to give it another go. Mm-hmm. But as it as it stands, I think the it's a very good movie mm-hmm. that I would never watch. I mean, that's understandable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just like like it just didn't feel like a movie. 
And 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 to his point, like I'm not going to recommend this mm-hmm. to just you know, it's like this. Right. Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a long movie. It's slow. It can be a bit boring. Like this, this is the type of movie that. That's the thing. It's not even that long. It's two hours. Yeah, it's I mean, two that's, hours that's and long three minutes. for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's long for me. But but yeah, it's, you have to sit there. But it's it's like a um, you have to want to take something from it. And if you don't want to take something mm-hmm. from it, then you won't because it's just yeah. it's just there. It's just there. It's just it's, there. It's <laughs> true. Know? And like I loved like my favorite my favorite thing about the movie is definitely the sound design. I think the sound design is amazing. Not gonna do with that. Uh, so like if anything, watch a movie for good sound design. Uh, if you're a sound designer, I mean, in my opinion, yeah, okay, yes, yes, yeah. you can only speak from your opinion. That's true. Cool. But, but like, but like the the writing of the movie for me mm. felt nothing more than a jumbled dream that someone put together loosely. Mm. The characters of the movie felt to me like cartoons of people. Mm. I didn't feel like anybody in any sense whatsoever would behave in any other way that these characters did. Mm. Uh, I know people that do the stuff that these characters did, but yeah. no one would behave in any of these characters. I mean, no, that's like uh, movies. It's like I talk yeah. about that at age of seventeen. I was like, nobody does that, <laughs> you right. know. But it's this movie; you have to dramatize for. But movies. when you present it in a in a naturalistic aspect, mm. I feel like that's an element you that like you have to consider. Juxtaposition, dichotomy. No, I don't. I think there. I think there's correct juxtaposition. Mm. I think that's the incorrect form of juxtaposition, because if you're Ooh. going for naturalism. Then you can't have your characters be extremely dramatized, because that's I mean, that breaks the rules of your genre. It's it's hard for me. It's it's, yeah. it's difficult because like I recognize that that we're intelligent guys, yeah. you know, but I don't think we're the most intelligent guys. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I'm just saying because like Robert Altman won awards for the writing, the directing. Yeah. They won uh, sound. I don't know if sound won anything, but I know a Shelley Duvall won won awards. Yeah. It's rated like as one of the. It's a Criterion movie. It's, it is. You know, it so, is. It's, so it's like it's hard. Like when I hear things like. I'm just I'm just saying what the movie felt like to me. Yeah. Like this is this is purely my opinion on the movie. Yeah. As a, an aspiring filmmaker mm. that watches movies to learn from them. Yeah. I feel like the it's not one of the type of movies that you want to learn from or make movies like that. Is what right. You're saying. Yeah. I'm that's saying a, that it's 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 not a movie that I that I consider the movies that are would be in my library. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. I can get that. Um. But um, the reasons why that happened are all of these reasons that I'm saying. The characters were cartoonish. So, like, if you're going for naturalism, and then you you insert you inject a sort of dramatization to your characters' actions to the degree where it feels like it's broken with the naturalism aspect of your movie, mm. I feel like that's the wrong kind of juxtaposition. Uh, if you uh, let me see, if if your movie is about three women and one of the women barely shows up in the movie until the last forty-five minutes or the mm. last half hour. Uh, why does he not show up? Why are the, why do we have questions that are not answered? Uh, why does the social security thing matter if it doesn't come into play later? Mm. And except for to clue us in that maybe there's a stolen sense of so like there's a sense of identity mm-hmm. stolen, but you could have done that fifty other ways that would have been more pertinent to the movie. Oh God! You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get on this bandwagon of Robert <laughs> Altman bashing. Yeah, it's like, like it's, it sounds like you're saying like it's. I understand they they said it's a good movie, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's like you know you're saying that's you're, that's what it could come off as, and it's like I understand that it's a movie that's been very praised and rewarded. Yeah, but these are the reasons why I don't like it. No, no, no yeah. that's, I'm, I'm fine with saying I don't like it, but right. it's when when you say like it's you can't do natural and then put cartoonish characters because that doesn't work. Like. I don't know. I guess because I just need a, that doesn't work for me because it worked for like the majority of the world, <laughs> you know. And that, that uh, maybe that's the thing. Like I, I don't know. I, I like purposeful filmmaking, and I yeah. don't say that this isn't purposeful filmmaking, mm. but it didn't feel 
like purposeful for me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it. And cool. and and that's what fucks me up. Yeah, yeah, just uh, good movie. Visuals are good. Mm. The the acting is good. It wasn't your bag. Uh, uh, didn't care for it. That's that's under, hey, that absolutely, is, absolutely hated it. I've I've named a number of movies mm. that are really good that I hate. I've mm-hmm. said a number of times that I hate sushi. So yeah, and I felt and, and <laughs> like I, I know we're running out of time, but I felt weird because I, I looked up Roger Ebert, mm. which is regarded as like the best critic, mm. and he said the movie was amazing and yeah. he fucking loved it. Yeah, and I'm just reading it and I was like, nah. That's nah. It's preference. It's yeah. preference. Like it's that's just weird. What would suck about the podcast yeah. is if you got up on here, you hated the movie, but then you tried to find things that you loved about it just to not be contrary. Right, you know, like that would suck. Like no, you actually get real opinions. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's a weird movie for me. I think I have to watch it again, despite how much I hated it, to see no. if I, my opinion no. changes. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest watching it again unless you wanted to make a movie within that vein. You know, right? Okay. Well, no, well, it's one of those things because if I like, if I really like a movie, I'll watch it to to the things that I really like. Mm-hmm. But if I like, if I hate a movie that a lot of people love, like I intend to watch Four Hundred Blows again at some point, mm-hmm. just because I want to know. Well, did I miss something the first time mm. that people wanted to? So I want to do this with this. It's not going to be soon. Yeah. But I want to come back to this movie. Or I want to watch more Robert Altman stuff mm. to see if it's all along the same vein. Because it may have just been the presentation of this specific movie yeah. and not Altman. No, that's not all Altman, I don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's what I'm curious about. It sounded like I was bashing him. I just, But I just didn't like the presentation of this movie at all. For all right. me, it could have been just ten times more focused. Okay. Yeah. What do you give it? Oh, uh, out of a 10, uh, 9.4. 9.4. All right, that's it. I'm going to give it a 4. <laughs> no, and, and we, we, we yeah. talked about our list last week. Mm-hmm. So like for, like a 4, that's like someone like that's in film school that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. Like no, the, for the, me, the, as a 4, it's, a movie. It's, it's just a movie that's below average for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. for, for me, it's, it's a movie that could be technically good, but just not good. All right. Yeah. All right, so that's that. Cool. (laughs) We'll be right back with television and movie premieres. And uh, then, you know, we'll do the (laughs) I think naturalism in cinema just, it doesn't have a place in my repertoire. I fucking hate naturalism. I I, I just don't feel like that's what filmmaking is. Filmmaking is not a representation of real life, it's a perception of real life. It's so, a it can be. Recreation. Yeah. Uh, that's my definition of it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, watching people, like, recreate naturalism, just, uh, ugh, ugh. I, I, I think that might be, like, an opposites attract thing, cool thing with us. Maybe, yeah. Because like, I'm, like, the opposite end of it. Like, I like to see, like, the Louis C.K. awkwardness of this is real life and it's making me feel awkward because I've been in that situation before. Right. You know, or you know that this situation can happen. Like, I, I enjoy that very much. But that's the thing. But I like watching Louis C.K. Now uh, you do. Now, now I do, because yeah. I become more confident yeah. and I can withstand the awkwardness. Yeah. But that's emulating real life, yes. but that's a heavy stylized version of real life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same with Mark Maron. That's yep. a very heavily stylized version of real life. So yeah. even though they're emulating real life and going through the awkwardness of real life, mm. their, their show and the visuals of that episode mm. are still very much filtered through their perceptions as filmmakers. It definitely. Instead yeah. of being filtered to their perception of real life. And yeah, being, throughout the entire disguised. thing. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's the difference for me. Like the presentation of naturalism bothers the piss out of me. I got you. But the idea of naturalism could be cool. Mm. But the the presentation that comes with it annoys the piss out of me. See. Anyway. Uh, we're back with television and movie premieres. Television Yay. and movies. All right. Uh, starting this week, uh, Tuesday, May the 23rd, uh, Hassan Minaj, Homecoming King. 
Hassan Minaj. Uh, uh, it's a stand-up. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an Indian guy. Um, he's been doing a lot in the circuit. He's been working with Stephen Colbert. Uh, what's the other guy that that retired? John. Uh, John Stewart. John Stewart. Uh, so he's that kind of comedian. I've probably seen him around. I just don't recognize his face. He he did. He's been doing work with uh, Trevor Noah as well. So it's like okay. so it's like a smart comedian type of the guy. Okay. But yeah, Homecoming King is going to be Tuesday, May the twenty third. Well, shouts on Caesar's another Indian guy in the circuit. Might not be room <laughs> enough for the both of you. That's what's so bad. <laughs> like yeah, like I really wanted to support that, you know, because yeah, there's there's not enough like minorities and women really out not. there doing it. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Tuesday, May the 23rd. It's a, a stand-up special, and it's going to be on Netflix. So check that out. Uh, the next thing is Dirty Dancing on Wednesday, May the 24th. That, no, wait. That's uh, a, I uh, know that movie. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, well, this one here is going to be a, uh, it's a special. But all right, in doing the research for this, on a Thursday, Dirty Dancing, a three-hour musical adaptation of the 1987 movie. I've seen that there. Wasn't the 1987 movie a musical? Not really. Yeah, no. I wouldn't say it was a musical. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 not a musical, no. Not a musical. It was just, it had to do with dance. I don't yeah. know. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, so yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was uh, more dancing. But um, there, there's a scene, and I was about to them, uh, send you the message at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> just so you can see exactly what I was talking about. But Patrick Stewart, he goes up to the uh, the leading female actress, and it's very popular scene. Y'all mm-hmm. know what I'm talking, talking about. So he walks up to her, and he's like, Nobody puts baby in the corner. And then he, he, he takes his girl by the hand and they go up to the stage and then they start dancing to that. I've had the time of my life. They do that in the whole dancing part. Now, my girlfriend loves this movie. Mm-hmm. She loves this movie. And she <laughs> says like how great of a dancer Patrick Stewart is. And I'm like, no, he's terrible. This guy's terrible. Like choreographed, like he's hitting the moves, but it's kind of like the the one, step one, step two, step three, step four. And right. you're hearing him, like you can kind of see him going through it in his mind. Like it doesn't flow. It doesn't feel natural to me, like the way his, his body is moving. So like uh, at one point, um, they have like a full like walkway mm-hmm. and he has a whole like dance crew behind him and he's doing like a, a thrust, a hip thrust, gyration, and he's taking a jump step forward with every thrust. Mm-hmm. So if you can envision pelvic thrust, jump step, pelvic right. thrust, jump step over and over. And it's just the most hilarious <laughs> thing I've ever freaking seen. <laughs> like I watch it I watch just for that scene to see him doing those <laughs> pelvic thrusts uh, uh, uh. that what was before cause you hear him singing like this very nice song and he's doing thrusts uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that's um that's uh, but it's a uh, Wednesday, May the twenty fourth. Dirty Dancing, the three hour musical adaptation of the nineteen eighty seven movie, stars Abigail Breslin, uh, Deborah Messing, uh, Nicole. Do you know how to say her last name? Schwarzinger. Remember her from? Uh, she was uh, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls. Fuck, I barely, I barely cared about the Pussycat Dolls. I mean, nobody uh, did. But uh, there, there was there, there was one girl that was good. It was it? They're dancing. Uh, Colt Pratt's Nicole Scherzinger. Scherzinger, yeah. Yeah, Scherzinger. Yeah. I think well, it's a Jewish name. Maybe? Nah, she's a German, maybe. I don't know. She she looks she, she she's a person of color. So I mean, matter. maybe she's a German person of color. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, she you you guys remember Nicole Scherzinger? Yeah. She's freaking amazing. Uh, Katie Seagal, she's in the show as well. So it's a Dirty Dancing, a three-hour musical adaptation of the movie. It'll be on ABC at eight p.m. Cool. I'll, there better be some 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 pelvic thrust. There's no God, other right reason. <laughs> There's not any. That's why thrust. you watch Dirty Dancing. Hell yeah. Huh. I don't know. There was another show. What the fuck? Was that last week? That had to be... Whoa. Whoa. All right. 
No, what the fuck? What happened? Did you miss a show? I, I think that, yes. I, I believe think, I missed a show. Okay. It was, um, it, was? it was called Love Connection. Love Connection. They, they, were, they were bringing a show called, oh, give me that face. But in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a show called Love, Love Connection uh, hosted by Chuck Woolery. And he was like suave, charismatic type cool guy or whatever. And now they're bringing the show back. But they don't have Chuck Woolery. They have just some random guy. And I think the show is going to be shit. But I have <laughs> to Because the show it. on the show was the... Was the host was, and the guy, the yeah. And his interaction with the people. What was the guy's name? The host? Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he used to do a thing uh, whenever they would go to commercial black. And we'll be right back in two and two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, but that's Dirty Dancing. No, no, no. That's... Uh, that was that's, Love Connection. Yeah. So we'll see if that's going to be on TV or not. Uh, cool. The next thing is Beat Shazam. Thursday, May the 25th. Is Jamie Foxx hosts a musical themed game show? Is the game show that's going to be on Fox at nine PM? Beat Shazam. I just go- sorry. I googled first first connection. Oh, uh, love connection. Love connection. Mm-hmm. And they have like a first look season one premiere mm-hmm. for like. Just look at the the host. Oh no, I've seen that. I've seen stupid yeah. new host face. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, like uh-uh. like I'm I'm gonna watch it just because. But damn it, like what the fuck? But anyway, uh, Beat Shazam is Thursday, May the 25th. Is a game show hosted by Jamie Fox on Fox at 9 p.m. Gonna be watching this as well. What what is this? A uh, Beat Shazam. Okay. So it's like basically they'll play like a little. I guess it's like name that tune basically, but you're mm-hmm. just putting you're endorsing Shazam. Okay. <laughs> you know, essentially. But yeah, I'll definitely be watching that. <laughs> All right. See, this is this is where the disconnect happened in my head. Because mm-hmm. it's it's obviously a game show. Yeah. But you said beach of Sam, so I just pictured... A shack? Shack in a bathing suit. That's what I pictured in my head. Mm. That's what was going through my head. So that's why I had to ask twice. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Didn't, I think yeah, Shaq had a movie called Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh no, Kazam. 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 Oh, it was fuck, Kazam. it was Kazam. Yeah. And Shazam is Shazam just the Shazam is the, the, the DC app. character. There's a, there's a character named Shazam? Yeah. No. It's like a kid that goes, Shazam! And then he's like a big fuck you Superman-like guy. That kind of sounds all right. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's on uh, Fox <laughs> at 9 p.m. Jamie Foxx hosts that. Uh, the next thing is Friday, May the 26th. And I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. War Machine. War it's Machine. It's listed as a comedy drama and it's on Netflix. Is it? Uh, it's a Brad Pitt movie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They are shilling out money. Brad Pitt he, has a movie He, he plays out. like a white-haired general. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. looks really good in that role, by he the way. He looks right. Oh, yeah. Anyway. But uh, the rundown, War Machine, with a reported $60 million production budget, budget it represents Fuck. one of Netflix's biggest gambles yet as the streaming service continues to expand into the feature film production. $60 okay. million dollar production for this movie right here. They do the same thing for a movie from uh, Will Smith. It has his own Netflix original movie coming out soon. They're sh- like Netflix is shelling money Netflix is, out. Netflix is going to be like the big... The company that every other company has to fight against soon. That you, we were talking about this uh, yeah. like a couple of months ago, but it's like in that they're going to become the corporation that we're trying to find the small corporations again. You, you either know? live long, you either die a hero, or live long enough to become see yourself the become the villain. Yep, and Netflix <laughs> is, is slowly becoming the villain. Yeah, you know they're spending all of this money out, you know, with this content and trying to get rid of all content that they don't solely own for themselves. Right, and the content is going to hurt from that eventually when you're doing the thing that I mean they're they're copying the same um, thing that every other startup has ever done. NBC ABC, CBS, everybody does the exact same thing in a way, you know, to where a, a show starts making money, 
and then instead of putting more money back into it, they for the into ne- it. they cut into it. You right. know, and that's that's what Netflix is doing. All of the profits that they've made over the past five, six, seven years, they're putting it into the stand-up comedy and some of their original content, and they're also stretching that same money out for like um, what's since eight season two. Yeah. Now you have a lower budget for that right there. Um, so I mean, uh, I think I, I think that this is what what's fucked up about like production, mm. but I think that Netflix. Netflix started off as like a renting service, yeah. but I think that their goal was never just to stay as a renting service. Definitely not. I think that mm-hmm. they definitely wanted to be like a film studio mm-hmm. or a television studio. Mm-hmm. And now that they are, we're gonna need someone's gonna have to come up and start providing that rental streaming service yep. now. And like, I'm cool with Amazon. I don't mm-hmm. want Amazon to be the one to do it. Amazon and and uh, Netflix, they're they're kind of conjoined at the hip as right. far as their um, not their servers. It's, it's it's something about the cloud that Netflix had a lot of their uh, information stored inside Amazon's cloud of information or whatever. Yeah, but but, yeah. Uh, but but what I'm saying is like 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 in terms of services, like mm-hmm. in terms of like Amazon offering the streaming service for movies that are not On produced Netflix. by Netflix yeah. or produced by Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Like there's, we need a streaming service that's gonna provide uh, that rental again. Yeah. Uh, and Netflix is slowly losing that. They're mm. getting less and less licenses for yep. like shows that they don't produce. Yeah. They're getting rid of licenses that they had. Yep. Before that was like the only reason I watched Netflix. Yeah. So like you know like it's it's kind of like yeah your shows are really cool. Yeah. But we've got to remember what made you money in the first place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just on the strength of yourself. Like right. you had to bring other stuff in. And that's, that is that is kind of weird. Like, say, I'm like, um, yo, you should watch this movie on Netflix. Uh, I'm like, you sure it's on Netflix? Yeah, I seen it a couple weeks it's ago. Not it's not on Netflix anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, every, like, I want to like, watch a lot of Netflix content because it's convenient as shit. Yeah. But they don't have the content that I want to watch. Nope. And, and and that sucks. I don't pay for Netflix. Thank you, Luis, for paying for Netflix. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, if I did, I probably would have canceled it by now. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. I mean, unless you want to watch like 11 seasons of Cheers. Uh, yeah. Or, or like, or Friends. <laughs> you can watch or every episode a of season Friends. Sorry. Yeah, you can watch every episode of that. <laughs> or really yeah. bad horror B movies that make their way on Netflix. Tessa loves that yeah. shit. I, so do I. <laughs> I. I got like six movies that Luis's dad gave me mm. that are just. Who's Luis? Elsie Pills. Elsie Pills! I got like seven like really bad horror movies that her dad gave me yeah. that are just sitting in my thing for the one day out of a marathon of bad movies. Nice. It's going to be lit. That would be nice. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, but that's War Machine. It'll be Friday, May the 26th on Netflix. Uh, check that out. Listed as a comedy drama. Uh, and that's it for television. We have two movies coming out and both of them look absolutely terrible. <laughs> you, you, I know I know this one. I know the, the second movie. This one, like, I like that movie. I'm oh, excited. God. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do this one first then. Yeah. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men, Tell No Tales. Like, I I, I I was I was hoping all right because uh, we, we were doing the block for yeah. um for the for the for movies that we were going to be covering on the podcast and then I was like uh, which movie would you rather go see at the movies this movie or this, this movie, movie. Yeah. And, and, and I was really hoping <laughs> that, that you were <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully you did thankfully you picked the other one <laughs> and we won't be going to go see Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> Dead Man Tells No Tales Johnny Depp has fallen all the way off the flipping map as far as I'm concerned. What the fuck happened? Like, he used to be, like, a respectable actor and a movie star. Yep. What happened to the actor? 
Uh, he, they pay him a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like he, I haven't uh. seen him as an actor in like ten years. Like ever since like the Willy Wonka. Like matter of fact, ever, probably ever since Willy After Wonka. After Willy Wonka, yeah, his career I, went a little bit down. The I haven't seen him do a movie to where he wasn't just a good actor then, since then. What's like, your favorite Johnny Depp? Movie? Um, uh, something in a uh, Benny, Benny, Benny and Benny and the ha- fuck Benny and Jude. Benny, Benny and, Jude. and Jude. Mine's Secret Window. I haven't seen that. That's a good movie. He's a writer in the movie. He, he, so his goddamn mind in that movie. Yeah. That sounds similar to the one. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like an actor. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. or Caribbean. I don't know which one that is yeah. either. Is it, it Caribbean or Caribbean? When you say it mm-hmm. normally without talking about the movie, yeah. it's totally Caribbean. Okay. But for some reason, the movie has allowed everyone to say Caribbean as Caribbean. I don't know why. Is, is it the same <laughs> thing? The Caribbean. I think it's Caribbean? just it's just someone with an accent must have said Car- Caribbean. Caribbean. Car- Caribbean. Caribbean. It's the same thing. It's, it makes sense as Caribbean, but it makes sense as Caribbean, too. It's one of those things where English is yeah. just not good enough to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. give you a correct answer. Yeah. Uh, but Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the first one was one of my favorite movies. Loved like it. the first two. Loved some it. of my Both favorite of movies. Them. I agree. And, uh, and I think at this point, it's kind of like, it's that weird thing that franchises do mm. that you know they're not that great, yep. but you still go see them just because nope. <laughs> they're just because they remind you of like no. the time when the movies were no. great. I, I get it. Yeah, I think that's the problem with pirates because mm. I really I didn't like at World's End, mm. and was there another one after World's End? Uh this is number five. I think so. I there think was another five. one. Yeah, the, I I liked I liked World's End. Yeah, I wish that would have been the last one. Mm. Uh, but Pirates of the Caribbean as a franchise, I love the character of Jack Sparrow. I used to, yes. So much that I, I feel like I can get... I, I feel like I'm just going to go watch Jack Sparrow. I don't you, care about the movie. I, w- I, w- I would temper your expectations because Jack Sparrow is, has a limited role in this movie. Really? They're, try- uh, they're trying to replace Johnny Depp. They have, they have a new white guy who's... No, seriously. <laughs> they have a new... I mean, because jo- Johnny Depp has been going through like a lot of personal issues. Yeah, yes. you know, And uh, apparently they weren't able to like get him on set and to do the best work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're replacing most of his scenes. So you might see... 25 no, no. minutes of, of, Jack of Jack Sparrow in this movie. Because I, I, I imagine... Why is Rome gone? Yeah, I, I think they're trying to phase him out. I yeah, think I they're think trying so to phase too. him out. So by the time you get the next movie, because they're not going to stop making these movies. Disney owned these fuckers. So yeah. you're going to get just as many of these as you get of the fucking Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to pump these movies they're out. They're neck and neck at this point. Yeah. So they're, they're, they, have a new, they have a new white guy to sell mm. the movie. They got a new uh, love interest lady. I guess they have to replace Orlando Bloom's type character or another okay. attractive Well, he became Davy Jones at the in, oh, in the third. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. He became Davy Jones. Sure did. So I guess he might, he might come back. Well, they can animate him now. It's Davy right. Jones. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's a hour, well, 129 minute runtime. It's listed as an action adventure fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow searches for the Trident of Poseidon. Nice. Uh, stars Johnny Depp, uh, Jeffrey Rush, Javier Bardem, and Orlando Bloom. You know what my my favorite thing about the trailers in this movie is that they establish that the the pirates, the monster pirates, yeah, they can set foot on land and they turn to ash. Yeah. Which was interesting. That's hey. a fun fact that I learned. I, I was too busy hating on it to even yeah. give it any props for the trailer. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer. Someone told me that. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just, I was too busy being a hater to pay attention to Dead the facts. Men, no tales. <laughs> All right, that's um, 
And then there's one last movie, and it looks terrible, and I'm going to see it anyway. I am in the same boat. <laughs> it's uh, Baywatch. It's a 116-minute runtime action comedy drama. Uh, the rundown is devoted lifeguard Mitch Buchanan butts heads with a brash new recruit. Together, they uncover a local criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay. Uh, director Seth Gordon. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Zac Efron, and two other people. Do you remember when it was cool to hate Zac Efron? No. That was a time where it was really cool to hate on Efron, and I didn't like him. He's part of more of your generation, though. Like, I didn't... Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything he's yeah, ever that's done. Right. What has he ever done? High School Musical? No. You haven't seen High School Musical? Why would I see High School Musical? I guess you're I've, right. I've been out of high school for over 15 years. I was in high school when I saw High School Musical. Maybe that makes sense. That came out, like, three years ago. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh... Jonathan was talking about some guy from um, he 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 sent us some music by a guy named Harry Styles. Oh and, yeah, he was I, the guy from One Direction. I, I, I asked my girlfriend. I was like, Yo, <laughs> there's some guy named Harry Styles. Like his music is pretty good. She was like, Yeah, he's from One Direction. I was like, What is that? <laughs> She's like, You never heard of One Direction? I'm like, No. I was like, Is that like the Jonas Brothers? And she was like, That was after that. So I'm like, no. Yeah, all right, yeah. Like I've never heard of like Jonas <laughs> Brothers. That's as far forward with the stuff uh, Lizzie McGuire whatever that girl was Lizzie McGuire was lit Hillary Duff Hillary Duff like yeah the, after that I any, had a crush on Hillary anybody Duff. younger than Hillary Duff like I don't no, idea. no. <laughs> <laughs> well Zac Efron he was kind of like the boy heartthrob the, uh, he was like like the Justin Bieber type of dude yeah he was a Justin Bieber person before Justin Bieber was a person okay and he was great I mean even now like even going because he was cool to hate him for a while because he was kind of doing like the, the chick flick heartthrob persona mm. And even then, it was kind of like, ah, oh, fuck you, Zac Efron, you know? Yeah. But he's good. He's good. He's funny. Oh, and, like, oh. I like him now. I've seen him in two movies so far. I don't know how to feel about him yet, but I kind of mm-hmm. like him. There was one with uh, him, Michael B. Jordan, and another guy. They were just, like, best friends or whatever. Um, that came out, like, last year, two years ago. Zac uh, Efron and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know. Him. I don't know. Um, there, and there's one more with um, Seth Rogen. Neighbors. Neighbors. Neighbors 1 and Neighbors 2. Yeah. Which Neighbors 1 was amazing. Yes, it was. It was. Really funny. Hell yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Neighbors 2, but it's not as crazy. I've seen, I've seen some of that. Yeah. It's good. No, it's, why did I say it's good? It's not, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not even better than the first one. <laughs> no. Like, no. But uh, Dave Franco was also in Neighbors. I, was, I fucking love Dave Franco. Me too, man. People like James Franco and Dave Franco are two of my favorite people because yeah. they're so opposite of each other. Yeah. But they all do great work. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Fucking gangster. <laughs> anyway, Franco. is there anything else? Oh, uh, that is it. That is all, all right, we have. Cool. Well, let, we're, we're going to let you go because we've talked a shit ton this episode. So. I will, we will see, I, we, fuck. L- listen, follow us on Twitter at Underscore FFS Podcast. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google Play Music under the name for film's sake. Uh, and uh, we're on Facebook at, at the FFS Podcast. So talk to us, do the thing, comment, tweet at us. Uh, thank you guys for watching. And I, we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.